This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Shochanarch brings down and some in Tovchov tests. Shochanarch writes, "There's no tachan on the entire month of Nisan." Contrary to this up with this past week, it's not clear why there's no tachanon. That's definitely not in Shulchan Aruch. But the, now and onwards, it says in Shulchan Aruch that no one says tachanon now until after Rosh Chodesh Iyer. Now the Shulchan Aruch doesn't tell us why we don't say tachanon the whole month of Nisan. And what I found with tachanon is no one really cares why. As long as people hear there's no tachanon, they don't care why. So don't bother explaining. Because there's no tachanon, I get out of Shul two minutes earlier, I'm happy as can be. But why tachanon is no tachanon the whole month of Nisan? So it's interesting, where does this halacha come from? So this halacha comes from the Mesecha Seifer. If you look at the Mesecha Seifer, the Mesecha Seifer has this kasha. He says, V'loma, why? Asks the Mesecha Seifer, why? He's really talking about fasting, which is also halacha relevant for the month of Nisan. There's no fasting, and there's no eulogies. So the Mesecha Seifer says, why is there no fasting? So he explains. He says, because we know that in the first 12 days of, of the month, each Nasi brought his special carbon, and therefore says, says the Mesecha Seifer, it was a yomtev l'chol shevet v'shevet. Every shevet had a yomtev each one of the 12 days. Fine. So that explains the first 12 days. Says the Mesech the Seifrim, and v'chein lo'asid lavoy asid ha'mikdash libanis minisan. So the first 12 days was because of the Nisim. What about the rest of the month, says the Mesech the Seifrim? Because we know the Mesech the Seifrim is ultimately going to be rebuilt in the month of Nisan. That's what it says in the Mesech the Seifrim. If you look at the Magen Avram, look at the Mishtabura, that's not the way they bring it down. If you look at the Mishtabura and the Magen Avram, quoting the Mishtabura, that the reason why we don't say Tachem the whole month of Nisan is because of Roif. Since the first 12 days we don't say Tachanon, then you have your then you have your Dalit straight till Pesach, then you have Isruchag, so you have Roif, Roif Chaydesh, you don't say Tachanon, you don't say Tachanon the whole Chaydesh. That's the reason the Mishtabura brings down. That's not the reason really found in the Mesech the Seifrim. Mesech the Seifrim seems to be saying a different reason. It's interesting, if you look in the Aruch HaShulchan, he goes more with the Pshat of the Mesech the Seifrim. And he has a beautiful Pshat, it's a must-read, the intro of the Aruch HaShulchan, the Simen Tavchav Tes, where he goes on to explain the, the Hashivas of the month of Nisan, where he answers another question. Why is it that the Mishkan was put up in Nisan? Why is it that we count the beginning of the months with Nisan? What's so special about Nisan? So he goes on to explain a little bit of a drush, but it's a worthwhile to mention. He says, because the month of Nisan was the month that the Mitzrayim figured the tide was going to turn for them. Because the month of Nisan is the month of the Tleh, which was the Avodah of the Mitzrayim. So the Mitzrayim figured, no matter what Makkah we're getting from the Jewish people, once we get into Nisan, everything's going to change, and we're going to go back to being victorious, and the Jews are going to lose again. And then the Chodesh Nisan showed them that's not true. So the Rechashulchan writes, that's the beauty of Chodesh Nisan. The beauty of Chodesh Nisan is, is the reminder to the Mitzrayim, and perhaps to us as well, that HaKosh Baruch runs the world, there's no Mazalois, nothing else works. That's how he explains, and that's really what the Mitzrayim Seifim is perhaps getting at, that since the Mikdash will eventually be rebuilt in Nisan because of this beautiful idea that Nisan represents the power of HaKosh Baruch that's why we don't say Tachem. Halach Lamaisa, whatever the Pshad is, we don't say Tachem in the month of Nisan. But it is interesting if you look in the uh, Genesis and Ibshis, that saw, points this out. Why did every Jew not say Tachanun? Because someone else's shave it brought a carbon. Presumably, in the times of, of the story, if let's say let's say Shimon's shave it brought the carbon, right? So the other Shvatim didn't have a yamtif. Only that shave it that brought the carbon. So why is that all of us are keeping every single day? So he says because since we don't know what shave it we come from, we're Khumra. So we we commemorate every month, every day. Because we don't know which shevet we're from. What's the only problem? 
Right? Some some people do know what Shvatim they're from. Because they look. Uh, right, he didn't. He didn't have one, right? So it's an interesting uh, idea for Biryani Sinaipshitz. It's interesting, um, the Minchas loser brings down a practice to do Erevim Kippur Katan today. Some shuls, I remember when I was in Yeshiva, we used to do. We used to do Erevim Kippur Katan on Erev Rosh Chodesh Nisan. So, what are the two months that everyone or many people do Yom Kippur Katan? Erev Rosh Chodesh Nisan and Erev Rosh Chodesh Elul. Why those two months? I'm sorry to explain because um, we have Machoikis in the Gemara. When was the world created? Benisan or Betishrei. So many people do it before Tishrei because the world was created then, but maybe the world was created before Nisan, so that's why many people have a practice to do it today as well. The Svardim hold that whenever you don't say Tachin, you don't say Lam Natsech. So Svardim don't say Lam Natsech this entire month. Because whenever there's no Tachin, there's no Lam Natsech. Us Ashkenazim don't pass in that way. We assume that even if there's no Tachin, we still say Lam Natsech, except for special days where we don't say Lam Natsech. There's a stira between the Shochanar Harav in his Sefer and in his Siddur. Found an interesting contradiction. In one place he writes, in the Siddur he writes, in the, his Siddur he says, not to say Lamatzeach the whole month of Nisan. Yet in Shochan Archerav he does write to say uh, Lamatzeach the whole month of Nisan. So I don't know what. What? Remember? So again, so Chabad Taka don't say Lamatzeach in the month of. Uh, I guess not. Okay. Uh, usually they say that the Siddur has more uh, power practically than the, than the Shochan Archerav. It's interesting, um, in Eretz Yisrael, we do, we do, we Ashkenazim do, except for uh, Erev Pesach. And um, Israel Chag in Eretz Yisrael, they bring down from, from uh, Reb Chaim Kenevsky and Reb Shlomo Zaman Orbach, that they didn't say Yilam Natsiach in Israel Chag in Eretz Yisrael, because their Israel Chag is still our Yom Tif. Since Kala Yisrael in America were still keeping Yom Tif, they wouldn't say Yilam Natsiach. But the rest of the month, we do say, uh, we do say Yilam Natsiach. Mr. Brubi is down a practice from the Shlach Kaddish. That on each day of the Nasi was supposed to read that chapter of the, the carbon that that Nasi brought. So Mr. Bur doesn't say you're supposed to do Mitech Sefer but Mr. Bur does bring down from the Shla. So actually, if you look in the, the way the Shla writes, it's very beautiful. He writes that each day that the Nasi brought a carbon created a certain Shefa, and that Shefa comes again every single time each month Nisan rolls around. So if you uh, read that Kriya, you can get that Shefa that existed at that time. Sounds very... Nice, if I understood what it means, but it sounds like a nice thing. The Kavachayim brings down a practice that you're supposed to give tzedakah for the neshamas. For those that have passed, reading this Kriya is somehow supposed to be very helpful for them. And you're supposed to give three prutas for each neshama on each day that you're reading from the Nesim. So there's a whole discussion whether or not the Kriya of the Nasi should be with a Sefer Torah or without a Sefer Torah. It became popular from the Talmudim of the Baal and later on great Hasidic Rebbe's, that they read this Mitarik Sefer Torah. But we always know that when you take out a Sefer Torah, you always run into Shilas about, is that the right thing to do because you don't make a bracha? But uh, many many places do take out a Sefer Torah, many places don't take out a Sefer Torah. But uh, the Shiloh comes up, if let's say you take out a Sefer Torah to Lane from the Parashas Nassim. Let's say it's Monday. So the Sefer Torah is already out because you did Kriya. So you're going to take the Sefer Torah, put it back in the oven, and bring it back out later. That seems to be very strange. But uh, Rabbi Pesach Frank writes that the Minigi Rishalayim was any day when there was Kriya Satayra, they would talk and read it right after Kriya Satayra. Instead of bringing the Aaron, the Sefer back, they would read it right then and there where the Sefer was, instead of having to bring it back for a second time. What do we do? Well, we bring it back. We, we bring it out again. Uh, we take out a different Sefer? Well, yeah, it's just easier instead of having to roll, right? It's we interesting... No, no, we don't make a bracha on this Kriya, which is why some Achorinim are skeptical. If you take out a Sefer Torah and you don't read from it, uh, and you read from it without a bracha, it's not so simple that you should take out the Sefer Torah. We don't just freely take out the Sefer Torah to read from it. 
That shaila comes up a couple places. We talked about it on uh, on Hashanah Rabbah when you take out the Sefer Torah um, and you don't uh, make a bracha, you just read from it. This time, these, these types of shailas come up. I did see interesting. There is a shaila when you start the first day kriya. Uh, the first day, some people started from the Berchus Kehanim. I don't know what we do here, but some people have a, we start from the Berchus Kehanim. So where does that practice come from? So they explain because that was the first that Berchus Kehanim was the first Berchus Kehanim of the Kehanim history. So that's what we want to remember. We want to commemorate that Bechaz Kayanim. So we read from that on the first day as well. We know the Shulchan Aruch says there's no fasting during the month of Nisan. No yard sites and things like that. The only exception is a chasen. Mr. Buru passes that a chasen does fast during the month of Nisan and maybe even on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Not again this year. No one's getting married on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. It's Shabbos. But uh, if someone gets married in the month of Nisan, chasen Akala would fast even though no one else is fasting during the month of Nisan. But chasen Akala. What? Except for obviously Tanis Bechayim, that's the other exception to the rule is going to be Tanis Bechayim. Um, we all know that the Ramah brings down a practice, tucked away later on in the Chochon Aruch, the Ramah brings down that you're not allowed to eat matzah on Erev Pesach. Not eating matzah from Rosh Chodesh is a minug. It's not brought down in Chochon Aruch like that. If you look in the Ramah, the Ramah brings down from the famous Yushalmi, which is quoted by uh, Taisus quotes in the beginning of Avi Pesachim. The Gemara talks about it, that the earliest time you're not allowed to eat matzah is Erev Pesach. This not eating matzah on Rosh Chodesh is only a minute. But it's a reputable minute quoted by many people. Interestingly enough, it's not quoted by the Shulchan Acharav. Shulchan Acharav makes no mention that you're not allowed to eat matzah until Erev, Erev Pesach. So the Shiloh comes up, but let's say many people like to eat matzah on Shabbos. I like to eat matzah on Shabbos. <laughs> so am I allowed to eat matzah this Shabbos? It's already Rosh Chodesh. If that would be the minute. So the Pashtas is, if you look at the Lashon of the Ramah, the Ramah says you only can eat matzah haruya lelel seder. You only can eat matzah that you would be able to eat at the seder. So let's say, for example, you hold, you can't use machine matzah for the Seder, which is a very big if. We'll talk about hopefully on Shabbos HaGadol. It's a very big if. But let's hold, you can't use uh, hand matzah. So then you can eat hand matzah up till Pesach. And even on Pesach. You can eat it presumably on Erev Pesach. Um, let's say, for example, you have matzah that was baked Shaloi Lishma. Or let's say you have chametz matzah. Most of the matzahs, that, machine matzah that you buy throughout the year, it's really chametz. It says in the box, you know, don't use on Pesach. So that you could probably eat up till and maybe even including on Erev Pesach. Why? Because that's not matzah you can use for the Seder. However, there's a mashah and psach, and the mashah is a kasha. Taisus is trying to figure out what matzah you're not allowed to eat on Erev Pesach. So the mashah says, so Taisus says, matzah shira. Matzah shira would be matzah that is not prohibited based on the Yushalmi, and therefore I'd be allowed to eat that on Erev Pesach up till Samach Lamincha. So the mashah is a kasha. Why didn't Taisus just suggest matzah that was baked Shalal but matzah that was baked shalosh I can't use for the seder, so then I'd be allowed to eat an erev pesach. So the mashal says no. Matzah that was baked shalosh tastes like regular matzah. But since it tastes like regular matzah, it would be also an erev pesach. So some achrei to make the case. Let's say, for example, if you argue this, which is, I think is a horrible comparison, that machine matzah tastes like hand matzah, which it clearly doesn't. Everyone knows it tastes different. So some people say if you have matzah that's taka puzzle for lel seder, but it tastes very similar to regular matzah, you shouldn't eat that either. But the consensus of the achrei is. Hand matzah should not be eaten after Rish Chodesh, but machine matzah that either you won't use for the Seder or has chashash chametz, that can be eaten probably up till Pesach, but many are machmer not to eat it on Erev Pesach. So Erev Pesach be machmer, but on Pesach itself, you can, up, up till then you can be makeup. What about... Correct. What about using hand matzah for Lechem Mishnah this Shabbos? Let's say the only other thing you have for, uh, for Lechem Mishnah is a good old last year's matzah of hand matzah. It's kosher, regular matzah. So Rebchaim Kenevsky held you can't use it for Lechem Mishnah because Rebchaim Kenevsky held that since you, the minig is not to eat it, so this matzah is considered Eneroi Lechilo. And since it's Eneroi Lechilo, you can't use it for the Lechem Mishnah. 
The majority of the Achreinim disagreed. The Debesina Rav disagreed. The Menashe Klein, the Shemizam Norbach. They said, of course it's edible. There's nothing wrong with the food. You know, it's a minute not to eat it. So they assumed in that case you would be allowed to use it for the Lecha Mishnah. So that's an interesting shayla that comes up this week. But again, anything besides a regular hand matzah, I think you can eat without a problem up till at least Erev Pesach. Okay.